Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Hello, and welcome to the Dorkening Podcast Network. Press pound to hear the available shows. The Wicked Horror Show, Loose Cannon with Jar Jar Jeremy, Secret Underground Hideout, That Strange Show, Cinema with Harrison Smith, Dorks the Podcast, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, The Horror Squad Podcast, The Dorkening, Throwdown Thursday, Black and White Fright, Dorks the Podcast, for more information check out thedorkening.com. Welcome, everybody. It's go time with Jay and James. Hello, hello. Welcome back. It's the AFC time. We did the NFC last week, which was awesome. I felt like there was some good uh, information we put out for you guys to kind of digest. And this time, we're going to focus our attention to the AFC conference. Uh, That's going to be pretty much the meat and potatoes of this podcast. But again, we're going to go over the playoff stuff as usual. And a couple dads being dudes, of course, to end things out. But Earlier in this week, something popped up on my Facebook page, James. There's a deal going on at Deadly Grounds Coffee. Can you tell us more? That is right, Jay. Uh, welcome, guys, again. Welcome to episode three. Um, but yeah, Deadly Grounds Coffee, our sponsor, was gracious enough to give us a discount code. Uh, valid for one more day. It's valid for today. The show comes out this morning, um, Monday the 31st, and the coupon ends midnight tonight. At 11.59 p.m. on the 31st. It's 10% off your whole order. And if you get more than $50, it is free shipping. That is not part of the deal. That is just what they do always. But 10% off your entire order for using the code DORK10. D-O-R-K-10. You know, James, I'll be honest. I haven't done any of that yet. So you know what I'm going to do tomorrow? I am going to order myself some coffee. What do you recommend? Oh, you got to... It is, you know, on Tuesday, it's September. It is most likely the beginning of fall. If you have already been to Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts, it already is fall. They have all their pumpkin lineups out. Um, so it's going to be apple picking season. But then it leads into the favorite time of year, the spooky time, October. So you know what I tell you to go get? Get that pumpkin spice. Get in that festive fall mo- mood. Because in two weeks from tonight, it's kickoff. Oh, yes. Season starts. Football's on us. It's ready to rock and roll. It's go time for fall. So I would go get the pumpkin spice. I would go get the witch's brew, which is really good. It's a chocolate one. You also have, um, you know, you have regular, 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 um, just regular blend coffee. That's awesome. Really good too. Got the luck of the Irish, which is the um, Irish cream. There's some really, really good flavors out there. Check them out. Getdeadly.com in the checkout. Put in the code DORK10 to save 10% at checkout as well as any order over $50 does get free shipping. So definitely check it out. Support our sponsor because the more times, the more people who use this code, 
the more willingness they probably will do give us a code later in the future. So definitely check it out. And again, Dork 10 and expires at 11.59 today, August 31st. Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll definitely get on that today. And uh, hopefully all the listeners, you know, go ahead, go ahead, follow suit. It's awesome. Who does not like coffee? So before we jump into the AFC, obviously, James, uh, there's a lot of sports going around us, right? There's, uh, you know, there's the playoffs in the hockey and the basketball, right? Golf, whatever. So, you know what? I, I Before this even podcast started, you, you mentioned, yeah, we're going to get angry James here. Um, and uh, I, I, I preface this, and I hope everyone bear with us. But, uh, James, can you please tell us how are the Bruins handling this situation? They are sucking it big time. Um, they have, after winning game one against the Lightning 3-2, which they had a 3-2, 3-0 lead going into the third, and they almost lost it. Um, the next game they went, uh, they lost three, they went to overtime after tying it up with, you know, less than five minutes left in the game. They tied up three, three, they lost an overtime four, three. Um, and then game three, which was back to back, uh, from game two to game three, which, you know, when I saw the schedule, I was not a fan of, I'm never a fan of NHL games going back to back. Um, because I always feel like you need to have those two, um, uh, you have to have the day off. It just kind of helps facilitate, but I get why they do it. You know, all the teams are playing in the same area, the same, you know, the same arenas, you know, they're not multiple teams in multiple um, uh, time zones. So you're fine, but back-to-back games between teams two and three, I knew were going to be tough. And then they had back-to-back games between five and six if necessary. So game three was done back-to-back. And when I say they lost, they got their doors kicked in. They lost seven to one. You know, it wasn't a pretty game. They were not in it to begin with. Yeah, I, um, I noticed that, and I didn't want to troll you or anything. I mean, but uh, then, did you did you get anybody, like, all over your ass for that? No, because, I, because I, I've always been, especially with all my sports teams, I'm not a bandwagon jumper. I'm not really a homer. I've always supported my teams through thick and thin. Um, but, you know, what got me more mad, you're down two games to one. You had an extra day off because of the boycotts from the NHL and for the NBA across sports from, you know, what, 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 what's going on in the world. I'm like, the Bruins are going to come back. They're going to come hungry. They got to win. This is a must win game. They have to win this game to tie the series because being down three, one is a lot harder to come back to than just being tied two two and in the best of three series. They came out and just laid, you know, laid a big fat goose egg on live TV or Bruins fans, a wet fart game. They didn't look hungry. They, you know, they, they look tired. It looks like some players just don't want to be in the bubble anymore. They want to go home. Um, so, you know, they're down 3-1. Um, it just shows Tampa Bay is a much better team. I know last week I said, you know, Tampa is the better team on paper, especially with Tuka Rask out of net. Um, they're just a better team. They're faster. They're hungrier. You know, they want this more than the Bruins do right now. Is there a chance they can come back and one three straight? Of course, anything's possible. Anything. If you're not a new England fan for any of the sports, you know, anything is possible, especially down, you know, three games to one. So we'll see what happens. You know, tomorrow night's the next game game. Uh, it's, a, it's a must win game five. Every game moving forward is a must win. I want to see how they respond. Um, you know, if they come out and they, and, and they look like, slow tired they don't want to be there it's going to be a, it's going to be a quick night for them uh, and that's that and then there goes the the bruins and i joke around i joked around with jen this morning today in the car ride we went for a hike today car at home he's like I, I had all these sports i was no sports for a while then all my teams came back and then one by one the red Sox are just sucking wind the bruins are going to be out i'm not really big of a celtics fan so like there goes my poof, there goes my sports back to what i was doing before everything got restarted 
So, but anyway, but the real question is tonight was the first game of the Celtics uh, second, second round matchup against the Raptors. By the way, I was surprised. I did not realize this is the first time they've met in the playoffs ever. Yeah. It seems like they always kind of avoid each other where, and the Raptors have always had this issue where they just can't get past the first round for many years. Obviously last year was a little different. Kawhi came, joined the team. They were already a good team. And they were able to go all the way to the finals. I mean, it was a very, I don't want to call it a Cinderella season, but they did have a shot that bounced four times against Philly. And uh, it just so happened some injuries on the Golden State side in the finals really paved the way for a championship for them. But besides all that, yeah, the Raptors were always one of those teams that get bumped in the first round. So it is, it is very interesting that, yeah, this is the first time they've kind of seen each other, but they've always kind of avoided each other in the brackets. So, or the Raptors just lose and, and we're playing a lesser opponent because of that. Because they're always a good team uh, over the last few years, but just never never uh, a playoff team. And obviously when this game started, this this is a series that to me is, it. it I know how game one went and it went very well for us. Uh, everyone was playing really good defense, uh, at least on the Celtics side, and the shooting was, was pretty good. Jalen Brown, which is probably the second leading scorer for the Celtics, Really didn't have a great game, which was great. And Tatum was a very slow start. He didn't start scoring his points until late in the first, maybe into the second. So a lot of cool things happened in that regard. But uh, the team just came to play. And Brad Stevens is a hell of a coach. And so is Nick Nurse uh, for the Raptors side. So it's going to be a dueling battle. Great players on both sides. Fred Van Vliet, who has had uh, just a rocket start. And just super on fire. We minimized his ability today, and if we can continue to do that, we're going to be just fine. Um, he is he is the cog in the wheel, so to speak, for us as the Celtics fans or Celtics team, for that matter. Uh, so if he gets hot, we're screwed. But if we can minimize that, I think we're going to do all right. But again, I, I'm game one was awesome. They led pretty much the whole way. They got up as much as 19, 20 points at one point. But uh, overall, I think they beat them by 18, which was uh, pretty significant. And uh, I don't expect that to happen very much. I also could expect the Raptors to do that back to us at some point. So won't be a quick series by any means. If, if uh, I'd be lucky to sell this in six, but uh, we might see a seven-game series here. And uh, so strap in and buckle up, man. It's going to be great. So well, far, I'm so good. Say, I mean, the one thing I was reading today online was people were being like, don't forget, the Celtics had a 1-0 lead on the Bucks last year, too. And then the Bucks were like, OK, that was fun. Now we're going to show up. So I know they were kind of like, don't count your eggs before they hatch. Um, no, I'm excited. Like I said, I, 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 I think the playoffs have done plenty in the NBA. I, th- I think them in the NHL have done it right. I think the bubble concept has worked. Um you know, we'll see what happens at, you know, some series when it gets late down in some series, you can see some teams just don't want to be there. They're just kind of, they kind of quit a little bit. Um, but you haven't seen that in the NBA that much. Uh, maybe the Nets had a little bit of it, but, but nothing major. But, uh, but my, my thing is, you know, it's, it's Milwaukee and uh, Milwaukee and uh, Miami in the other side of the bracket for the East. Um, do you, do you think, cause Miami beat them two out of three times this year. Uh, is that something that's going to be reflective in the series, or do you think that you think Miami actually has a chance to possibly upset the Bucks, or I think it's the Bucks it's the Bucks conference to take? Again, uh, I think it's going to be a great series, and the way that they match up, and the way that uh, I believe uh, Bam 
uh, for and I'm I, I'm gonna butcher his last name, so I'm not even gonna try it. But uh, there's somebody that can kind of stay with uh, Giannis, and I think uh, with Butler and some of the shooters that Miami has, they're gonna throw up a lot of threes. Their defense is really good. They've been playing very well. I believe that's going to be a very uh, back and forth, uh, very good competition there. And like you mentioned, even in the regular season, they were having troubles with them because the Miami can throw out a bunch of guys. Their defense is really good. Spolster is a very good coach. Um, and, you know, to be honest, the the Bucks don't have the pedigree. They have the greatest player, but then that, it kind of drops after that on that team. Uh, he is an MVP. Um he, he's defensive player of the year. Well, I guess the MVP vote's not out yet, but uh, he's definitely one of the best, if not the best in the league right now. So I guess, you know, he could probably bring them to the next the next uh, series for sure. But, uh, you know, it's going to be good. And I, I just think Magic was not an opponent for the, you know, like that was that was pretty easy for them. So they, they, they got rid of that. Um, and obviously a couple other things that happened out in the West last night. Lakers moved on. And then tonight, the uh, L.A. Clippers moved on, which is great because those are the two teams I really want to see in the Western Conference Finals because they're going to beat each other up. So whoever the East sees is going to have a little bit of a, you know, they're going to have to go through a little bit of a dogfight. As far as the Thunder and the Rockets, um, I think the Rockets just went up one game on that, and they're, they'll probably finish out the series next week, uh, tomorrow night. And the Rockets are just one of those teams. They play a lot of small ball, and uh, and Thunder's a really good team, but I think they're going to run out of gas here soon. And the Rockets are just one of those very unique teams that when they go up against the Lakers, it's going to be very interesting. Lakers' path is is uh, the Trailblazers gave them a good one game, and then after that it was just kind of Laker domination at that point. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as, like, the Clippers, they, they, they got rid of the Mavericks. Luka Doncic is out. Um but he had one hell of a series again. I think he dropped 38 tonight, and he was just getting beat around. It, it felt like, um, like, I'm not gonna, yeah, you know, forgive me for saying this, but it's kind of like when Michael Jordan was playing against the uh, Detroit Pistons. They just beat up on Michael Jordan, and he, they, the team wasn't wasn't good enough for the Mavericks to to keep going. And that's what they did to Luca. You know, young guy. They beat him up around, but uh, he got his points. He did really well. So his future is super bright and, and very uh, very fun to watch going forward. And again, like Monday night, you got the Heat Bucks game one, and then you got the Rockets Thunder to kind of end. I think it's gonna the Rockets are gonna end that series. So you know what? Let's uh, wrap this up because we got a lot of football talk to get to get going here. So uh, enough hockey I, basketball talk. But uh, what you got some going? Yeah, I just can't believe that the the <laughs> the NBA even in a bubble format still takes four weeks around. <laughs> Well, uh, you mentioned it before. I mean, the Celtics were supposed to play game one, what, I think two nights ago. Thursday. I mean, they, yeah, took Thursday. Like a, they, they, they took a two, three-day break, um, rightfully so. I mean, they, they, they chose what they wanted to do. And I know you mentioned it before, hockey took a break, which, you know, I, I was talking to one of my friends about, like, kind of all that was happening at that time and with sports and whatever. And uh, the Celtics and the Raptors were kind of talking about that on like Tuesday night, like, Hey, you know, we might not want to play, uh, come Thursday. And then Milwaukee kind of stepped forward and didn't play on Wednesday. And then I was kind of like, well, what's hockey going to do? And sure enough, 24 hours goes by, boom, they all sat in front of each, you know, in front of the camera and said, we're going to stop. And I thought that was pretty awesome. You know, they, Mm -hmm. a lot of people took the lead from the NBA 
they they kind of took the first steps forward and then uh, a bunch of other sports followed so don't want to get too political here but uh i thought what they did was was uh was pretty good and they just need to kind of take a step back and really really evaluate and how they want to kind of proceed forward and, and get a message out yeah i mean definitely because i know they asked because the bruins and bruins and um um Tabay played on wednesday and they asked, like, you know, whatever. And they were like, it was too early. Like, when when that when those dominoes started to fall, the Bruins did have conversations of doing that. But by that time, like, it, you they had to play the game. Um, you know, take it as a way. It happened after the fact. You know, I take it at face value. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad what happened happened. It, it, should, it should put a light on it. But, you know, um, I thought there was a point in time where we, were, we weren't going to have – the NBA was just done. Like, there was, I, thought the, I literally thought the players were like, we're not playing anymore. Like, we're, we're, we're done doing this. Um, so especially when it came out that Lakers and Clippers were like, yeah, we, we don't want to play this anymore. So, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm glad that they did. Um, I think there was some guidance there to, to continue because, uh, maybe there's a message to be sent as we keep, keep this thing yeah. going. So, uh, as of right now, uh, we'll, we'll stop here, but the, uh, the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz are playing tonight. It is their, uh, game six, um, Utah does lead that series, and it's tied thirty nine thirty nine. So, on that note, right. let's just let's just move right into the NFC West, the champions of the NFL last year. AFC, not the NFC. Um, uh, did I say sorry? AFC West. All right, that's where we're going. We With are the reigning, did. defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, to be honest, uh, I think everybody in America has this pretty set out. I don't think it's whoever's going to come in first. It's whoever's going to come in second. Um, you know, I think it's Kansas City's division to win. They're literally bringing back the entire team. Yeah. Travis Kelsey has their, you know, has their contract set up. I mean, they have that other running back or wide receiver they got last year in the draft. It's another year under the belt for him. You know, he's another Tyreek Hill, you know, 2.0. Uh you know, we'll see what happens. Let's see if, you know, they take a step back. Cause it seems like, you know, a lot of teams who win a Super Bowl other than the, other than the Patriots <laughs> sometimes take a step back the following year because of just the Super Bowl hangover as well as this year, they're coming into a little bit different circumstances as Super Bowl champions. So we'll see what happens. But for me, it's more of who's going to come in second. Is it going to be the Los Angeles, the Los, the Los Angeles charges or the Las Vegas Raiders? That's a weird sentence to say. Oh, yeah. Is it is it Las is it is it the Las Vegas Raiders or is it the Vegas Raiders? Which I don't know, which one is it? I don't know what it is. It definitely but, Las Vegas Raiders, which is doesn't <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue very well, right? You know the just just call them the Raiders. You know, I think and, and I think at the end, I think next year it's gonna be it's gonna be they're gonna shorten it to the Vegas the Vegas Raiders. So which, because which like I said, it's it's the Vegas Golden Golden Knights is the you know hockey team. So. Oh, okay. There you go. Maybe they they'll drop the loss on that. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, uh, basically. You go to and just go to Vegas. Now that that is an interesting team, and I do like that Gruden's coming back in his uh, second season as a coach. So I'd like to get eyes. Is it third? No, there you go. third season. Sorry, but uh, I just feel like maybe you know they're going to get this thing rolling here, especially being in a new town. Maybe it's going to re jumpstart some things. Obviously, Derek Carr is is their quarterback at as of today and uh i don't know how far he can really take them but that's always been the question josh jacobs who if he didn't get it he should have was he should have been the offensive player uh rookie year uh for 
rookies. Um, I think he's a, a hell of a running back, and I think he's going to have another another season to run the ball. Uh, and I, they had uh, Henry Ruggs, the third, I think is the receiver they picked up in the draft, and he's like super fast, like super. Oh, the, the, the Raiders drafting a fast wide receiver? I haven't seen them do that ever before. Yeah, they kind of followed suit, and they stayed with that pedigree. So hopefully, you know, Derek Carr doesn't like to throw the ball far down down the field very much, but uh, we'll see. You know, maybe maybe they'll open it up a little bit. If not, Josh Jacobs, they'll pack the box there and, and open up some lanes down down the field. So you, you might see some sparks out of that young guy, and uh, Derek Carr maybe gets a couple more yards. But as far as, like, Los Angeles Chargers, I think they're rebuilding still. Um they just drafted a rookie, uh, Justin Herbert, out of Oregon, and uh, so th- and there's no Melvin Gordon anymore. So they're going with Eckler, and and uh, it should be Where very. Where did Gordon end up? Uh, Denver stayed in the division, so he he went to Denver, uh, which is neither here nor there. Which he he, he might get a lot of play out there just because uh, they like to run the ball there. And, and again, I think their quarterback there. I think it's only going to be his second year. So who who knows how high flying they're going to be. Um, I think they're just one of those teams that are like, eh, you know, meh, you know, I, I don't know what they've really done. Um, and like you mentioned before in the last pod, they're one of those Super Bowl teams that have, you know, like after they won or they, they just kind of started to come down to earth a little bit. So that, that, that should be interesting. But again, you mentioned about uh, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes just signed a huge contract over ten years, five hundred million. In, in Kansas City is going to regret that contract in about five years. Yeah, which which is right. <laughs> but you know they do still have a very young team, and they are returning twenty of twenty two starters. Which you know, to me, when we were sitting in this seat as a Patriots fan many many times before, when we knew we were getting a team like that, we always knew up oh, AFC Championship. Here we go. You know, technically. No, 100%. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Like, well, you know, the West is Kansas City's. Um, but the question is, I think the Chargers are going to be fighting to who's the team in Los Angeles. They have a brand new stadium that's sharing with the Rams this time. So they're not playing at a soccer stadium anymore. You know, this is a great year because, like we said last week, the Rams are muddling right now. So in the Chargers, it's, I think it's the Battle of Los Angeles coming up in the next couple of years. And I, and, and I, I'm curious to see who wins it. Um, like I said, as they're sharing a brand new, was it a $4 billion stadium or something like that? You know, of Soul State, SoFi Stadium. But, you know, same thing with Los Angeles, you know, but the same thing with uh, Denver. You know, let's see what Denver can do. I think Denver could be a sleeper. I think they can make some noise and, you know, make get, squeak out some really good divisional wins, you know, um, you know, against Kansas City, against. Um, the Chargers and stuff like that, it kind of makes some noise, but but they're not going to compete. You're not going to see them in the playoffs. So, you know, it's Kansas City and, you know, either Vegas or Los Angeles as, as the number two. Yeah, the, the, the quarterback for Denver, his second season, it's it's Drew Locke. So, he, and who's just, he throwing to? You, me? Uh, Cortland Sutton, which uh, pretty had, had a pretty good season season last year he caught a lot of balls uh he's not he's not terrible but like you said he's not a household name um but jerry judy was a big draft pick i think he one of the top out of alabama so they kind of spent their their draft picks on you know trying to get him the ball and like you said he had melvin gordon that's going to help pack pack, uh, you know pack that box a little bit philip Lindsay as the second down back or the third down back so 
it, it could be a potent offense, but uh, I mean, if you're looking at like what they did the year before, I mean, they were just like up in the twenties. Like they, they weren't really, you know, too, I think they averaged 17 points a game. So they need help on that offensive side. And uh, I think the defense being in mile high and, and, you know, that's always an advantage for them. So, you know, if they can get six wins at home, seven wins at home, then all you Your need contention. is a couple more. All you need is a couple yep. more. So, but uh, yeah, let's end it there because, like you said, Kansas City is going to just walk away with that. So um, let's let's jump to the AFC South. So we can start. You know, Houston Texans won the division last year, but Tennessee was the wild card and uh, kind of ruined our season last year. And, and <laughs> I was okay with it. <laughs> I was kind of like. All right, there's our chapter. Boom. Tennessee beat us. Great. Yeah. You know. Anyway, but uh, yeah, Houston Texans, the uh, Bill O'Brien, the poor man's Bill Belichick. So uh, let's see what he can do. What do you think? Um, for me, it's not the Texans I'm curious about. I'm more concerned about Indianapolis. Um, I think Indianapolis, with uh, with the big addition of Phillip Rivers as a quarterback, they actually have a real quarterback. Nothing against what was there before, Brian Hoyer or um, – um, Jacob, Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. I was, I thought it was like, I was like something Brissett, or Jacoby, uh, Brissett there. It was, what can they do? Their defense was really good. Their offense was really good with T Y Hilton. You know, that linebacking core is fast. It's they're smart. They're ball Hawks, you know, especially, you know, the running back was, you know, doing what needed to do and get it done. I mean, like I said, they were contending for a playoff spot all the way up to week 16, 17 last year. You know, it just, it came down to Tennessee, you know, kind of eking out by beating them. Um, you know, I think Tennessee caught lightning in a bottle last year. I'll be very curious to see if they can get it back. Um, you know, Derrick Henry got his contract. You know, you still have Ryan Tannehill there. You know, I just hope that they don't get to fool themselves and go away from what made them such a, a good team last year. You know, run the ball, control the clock, you know, make smart passes, make smart plays, you know, have your defense, you know, just, you know, you know, suffocate their wide receivers, you know, pack the box, you know, I'll be curious to see what Vrabel, Vrabel brings up. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's interesting because, you know, the top of that division get very, very narrow and very, very tight very quickly. I think Houston is, didn't really do much. I think they lost when they lost DeAndre Hopkins, they lost a big chunk of their team. Um, I think, yeah, Deshaun Watson is great. He's a good quarterback. I think he still makes stupid mistakes. I think he doesn't see the field very well. Um, but again, and, and I think JJ Watts, a shell of himself now. I think that defense is going to struggle because of that. I think he's just, he's too injury prone because he keeps hurting the same things. Um, you know, and it's Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien can't coach himself out of paper bag some days. Like it just, you know, it's just, you know, what are you going to get from him? You know, he, he literally trades the one of the top four receivers in the league for a bag of peanuts. Like, are you kidding me? That's all you got was like David Johnson and like some other people like pieces. I'm like, you, you didn't need that. Like you, you needed to bolster your offensive line. You needed to bolster your defense a little bit. So getting rid of your best offensive weapon, what the hell are you doing? So I have zero faith in Bill O'Brien. I just think I, you're right. He's a poor man's Bill Belichick. And that's the, and that's literally what's kept him like up, but anytime he plays the Patriots, anytime he, they play a team in which can, you know, out coach him, you will see he gets out coached. So, yeah. you know, my, my outlook on this, on this division is similar or not. Like, I think Houston will drop a few pegs. Le- losing DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a big deal. 
Bowler cannot stay, who, who's one of their other dynamic receivers. They can't think stay healthy. He, they, yeah, they think he he's the guy. He's not. He doesn't stay healthy. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Their season gets to more eight and eight range. It does bring up Tennessee and Indianapolis vying for the top spot. And Jacksonville obviously dumpster fire. They're in the Trevor Lawrence or whoever top. They're 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 looking for the number one pick. So, um, not much to say there. Even though I love Gardner Minshew on that team, he's he's a fun watch, and I hope he does very well. But he, I mean, his, they, his they just traded. I mean, he they just traded their their his their best defensive lineman to Minnesota for peanuts. Yeah, because they're they're really just punting on the season, and and they're they're hoping to get a good draft pick. So that's why you know. Tennessee has the bright spot to move up. Ten, I think Texans are going to move down, and Indianapolis could be in that wild card spot. And if they can beat ten, uh, Texas, the Texans, you know, then How? they drop down to the third spot. Which then Bill Bill O'Brien, see you later. You just got rid of yeah. Hopkins because you couldn't get along with him. Like you literally got let So how is that locker room then going to like react to him when they start losing a couple games? Deshaun Watson also gets injury prone. He's a great player. One of the best quarterbacks in the league, but you just lost your number one guy to throw the ball to. You do have a great running back, but I don't know. They picked up David Johnson. I know he was injured last year. He's getting a little older, but I think he's still got some you know fuel in the tank. I think, he, he, he might be viable, but again, Tennessee is going to move up. Indianapolis is going to move up, and I think Texans are going to move down. And that's my opinion right there. How how sad is like what Jacksonville was three years ago or two years ago, to where they literally were winning in Foxborough twenty to ten with twelve minutes left in the fourth quarter to go to the Super Bowl, and now they can't even put a team on the field. Like how? Sad is that? Yeah, like the team's got to be the culture. Just what's happening down there. I I think they're just they they're the team that wants to go to England and play. Like they have actually more fans out in Europe than they do in you know they have some very loyal fans in Jacksonville, but it's a college. It's a college football state, so it's very hard for them to kind of. They need more growth. They need more revenue. They need more uh, everything. And they have to go to England to get it. And I think team, you know, players are getting sick of that and just saying, "You guys don't help us. I want to. I want out." And you started seeing that right after that big playoff push with a mediocre, mediocre at best QB in uh, Blake Bortles, and they still got there. And they were beat, like you said, that game. I still remember being very nervous, and I'm like, "How am I nervous about the Jacksonville Jaguars? Unbelievable!" But yeah, the detention stepped in. They got rid of all their players, and now here they are trying to get the number one pick next year. Which, how much is that going to change things? Not much. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. I think that they need to, they need to. Um... Go to England. I think they just need to move the team to London, and there's your London team, and the NFL wins, and the 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 Khan family gets their win. Everybody's happy, uh, but but that but that's a conversation for another day. So with that, let's shoot up to the AFC North, um, where it seems like you know it is one of those four. I think a lot of people have already washed away their divisional season uh, because I think it's for a lot of people it's Baltimore and everybody else. Um, I think in, and I'm kind of in that boat. I don't see Baltimore taking a huge step backwards. They didn't lose much 
players on the offensive line. They did, they did our offensive side. They did lose Earl Thomas, which I think was stupid. They let Earl Thomas go. I still think he's one of the better secondary players in the league. I know he's a little up there in age, but like you think of Baltimore, you think of, you think of that. You think of, you know, their secondary. Yeah, so, Bal- the Baltimore Ravens, again, I, I see them from a distance. I'm not really in their uh, blog pages or anything like that. But uh, they are what I would consider we talked about in our first show about Moneyball. They are a very interesting uh, cybermetric type team where they were the number one rushing offense and points scored. Their defense, you, you talk about Earl Thomas leaving, I think they're just going to keep being a juggernaut and keep putting up points. But – Unless Lamar starts throwing the ball and completing more passes downfield, then with Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, I think that would really alter this season for them, that they will compete with Kansas City as they go into the playoffs. But as far as during the regular season, they're going to get beat up. Lamar will take some more hits. He will be running the ball a little bit more. He was a number one rushing QB, set records last year. I don't think he's going to replicate that. It's going to be very hard to do. So Mark Ingram is getting older. I think a lot of what they did was kind of an anomaly and a very interesting dynamic there with a lot of offense, a lot of potent rushing. I don't know. I mean, I still think they're going to win a division. I just don't know if they're going to be as like 14 and two. That was, that was pretty amazing. And I, I don't know if they're going to do that again. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how they respond to just, you know, what happened last year, you know, getting punched in the mouth by Tennessee on primetime television after a bye. It just showed up, looks like they didn't show up to play. Um, and, 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 and I would hope you, you do have Harbaugh as the coach. And again, I always feel like Harbaugh's always on the hot seat every couple of years. He's always on the hot seat. And then something happens. You know, they win the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. Or then they draft Lamar Lamar Jackson and, and, and they just get better and better. And so he keeps getting these like second chances at like at being head coach. Because I remember there for a while he was on the hot seat of being like fired. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it is Baltimore's division. I just don't see anybody else in that division stepping up. I think Pittsburgh is legitimately on its last leg with Ben Roethlisberger. I think this is this needs to be his swan song this, this season. But, you know, let's see what they can do. I mean, it's Pittsburgh. They always play. They always find a way to win. Their defense is still really good, and somehow they can draft wide receivers especially well <laughs> to a point where, like, you lose – you know, your best, your two best wide receivers and somehow two other people come out of the woodwork and do exactly what they did. So, you know, let's see what happens with them. Well, the funny thing is with Pittsburgh, I have a buddy, uh, Corey, I'm sure he's listening, big Pittsburgh fan. We talk about Pittsburgh all the time. I'm a Pats fan. He's a Pittsburgh fan. So it's always very funny, very lopsided, but nevertheless, very, very informative guy and gives me a lot of good information. Big Ben is back. He was out most of the season, if not the, almost the whole thing, right? They were playing with backups galore, right? Mason Rudolph was their guy. Uh, their defense was like you. You met, I'm sorry. Let's go back to the receivers. You said the receivers are pretty good, but I really believe that Big Ben has a lot to do with that. He he can extend plays and stay up, throw the, and deliver a great ball, and he can sling it downfield. So Juju will keep will had a not a great okay pretty good season last year i think he's gonna bounce back have a better season this year uh their defense is still pretty good but again 
the sleeper in this division really is Cleveland. They have a new coach, uh, Kevin Stefanik, Vikings offensive coordinator who put up points, who went to the playoffs, were a play away, lost to the 49ers eventually, but 37-year-old offensive-minded coach, and you have one, you you have the recipe for a very good offensive team. Odell, Jarvis, Nick Chubb. You got Austin Hooper and David Njoku, who I think is a very good tight end tandem. You put them both out on the field. They both can block. They're both big guys. They both can catch the ball. Blake, I mean, I'm I'm sorry, not Blake. Barker, uh, Mayfield, right? Is that Mayfield, right? Yeah. If he doesn't have a good statistical season and they win more games, they were six and ten. Steelers were eight and eight. I'm telling you, they're going to flip. If not, Cleveland's going to be a nine and seven, maybe even a playoff team. I, I think Steelers, even though I hyped them up a little bit, Corey might hate me for it, but they're going to they're going to drop to the third spot. I think Cleveland's going to move up again. This division, worst division in the AFC, a matter as a matter of wins. Even though you had a lopsided Baltimore team that had 14, the three other teams weren't great. Eight and eight, uh, six and ten, and two and fourteen the Cincinnati Bengals. So, you know, that also sways Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, you were 14 and 2, but you played three really bad teams in your division twice. Hmm. So, who does that who does that sound like though? And now will be the like that they will talk about that in the next segment in one second. But for me, it's I just I I just I have no faith. I have no faith in Cleveland. It's it's the Browns. It always feels like the Browns turn into the Browns when they need to. Like you can't take, you know, the you know the Browns out of Cleveland. You know, it's that whole shtick. Like you always, they're always going to be them. Um, yeah, can Baker Mayfield, you know, be better? Do you think last year got there in their heads being the underdog and the favorite and all this stuff? Great, you know, hope that hope that was a dash reality. But you already have Oje- o- Odell Beckham basically being like, you know, there's no reason for us to be here. We shouldn't be here playing. All this stuff. Is he becoming cancer in the locker room? Is he not going to want to show up? You know, can all this talent finally gel that they had another year? Can the Cleveland defense step it up like they did last year towards the end of it and be the defense that they're supposed to be supposed to be? I just think there's a lot of question marks around Cleveland. I'm with you. I think they're going to be better than they were last year because it's another year of seasoning with them. And they actually got a real freaking head coach. It's not Freddie kittens as the head coach who basically was picked by Mayfield because he liked him. You know, that doesn't work there. And I think hopefully, you know, this will be a wake up call for the NFC North, AFC North, but they, somehow the AFC North, they beat the crap out of each other. Every game. They're, yeah, the division might be garbage, but somehow Baltimore and Pittsburgh always play each other tough. Cleveland and Baltimore, like everybody plays each other really, really tough and really, really tight unless you're the Bengals. And again, for me, the Bengals, man, I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the top three, top three pick again next year because they have nothing there but the first round pick. So Joe Barrow. So let's see what happens with them. But with that, we come to our home, our home. And what needs to be done is the AFC East. This, I think, is going to be the most interesting division to watch this year in the whole league. Not saying because we're Patriots fans, just because of the upheaval the division is going to be. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, we, we, we had a conversation when we were getting ready for this show, and we were having a talk, and you were like, say, hey, 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 hold, hold it for the pod. And because I, I definitely believe that 
this division is interesting. It hasn't been for a while. It started slowly getting there over the last few years. Obviously, with with Tom Brady, the whole drama behind that of uh, whether he was going to stay or go or whatever and different. Um, you had a bunch of players come and go and Gronk retiring. A lot of a lot of craziness really happened, right? And then Buffalo just stayed the path and got better. Drafted well, got a coach, getting behind that team. Got digs. Got digs. Very big. Uh, again, uh, Josh Allen has one of the strongest arms, I think, in the league. Uh, and Stefan Diggs is a burner. I mean, he's magic's going to happen a couple times this season. Definitely for that. Uh, one of my hometown guys, Zach Moss running back at the university of Utah, uh, go Utes. Um, he is <laughs> going to be, uh, behind Singletary and he is a ground and pound guy. Uh, very, very, uh, very awesome pick there. Uh, and the jets, Sam Darnold. Okay. Had mono last year, only played 13 games, but only played 13 games in his first season as well. All of his stats actually went up. Uh, Adam Gase is just such a bad coach, though. Like he's just a bad coach. Yeah. Oh, and I talk. My my dad is actually a big New York, New York Jets fan, and we. You can call him New Jersey because that's where they play. <laughs> so he's a big Jets fan, and uh, we talk about Sam Darnold and in. <laughs> I don't know if he's fully sold on him, but right, we get back to Gase, and he just thinks he's he's a joker. Like he, 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 I keep trying to defend him, and he's like, he's an offensive guy, he's a good coach. Just give him some time, he'll figure it out. But every time I see him, I'm just kind of like, this guy's weird, you know. Like, but uh, Joe Flacco, you know, he he ended up on the team. He's the backup to Sam, so you got a competent leader or a uh, you know a guy Super Bowl he, MVP, right? But one, yeah. And, Fra- soul and Frank Gore. So think about this locker room now, right? You got Flacco and Frank Gore on the offensive side, maybe coaching up, you know, making sure Le'Veon Bell is staying the path and working hard because Frank Gore's right behind him. There's a lot of controversy there right now with contracts. I don't want to get into all that right now, but let's just see the team as it is. And you got Joe Flacco hopefully being a good mentor to Sam, Sam Darnold. Pretty, pretty in the background on paper. Sounds pretty good, right? So I guess we'll see. Their passing offense was 29th last year, and their points against was like 31st. So it, their offense might be okay. Their defense is awful. And 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 I know they they they, they addressed some of that. They, I think what they drafted the defensive tackle in the first round. Like they got they they addressed I think their defensive line, uh, and and I think a lot of their picks were defensive this past year. Um, I think, you know, for me, it's, 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 it's the Jets. It's always going to be the Jets. Um, you know, I, I want Sam Darnell to be good. I, I, cause I've always said it a lot of times is with the, the problem with the division was everybody was trying to emulate the Patriots. They wanted to be the next Patriots instead of trying to build a team to beat the Patriots. They were just trying to, you know, one up them or try to build like the same way they did. It just didn't work. Rex Ryan did it twice in two different locations. You know, Miami just has been a revolving door for them with quarterbacks and stuff, you know, and, and you finally see it with some of the teams that's actually beat the Patriots is they just did their own thing and they found a way to win. Um, I think, you know, th- th- that's always been, you know, the the, the the standard in the AFC for since 2001 has been the Patriots. I mean, in two, since 2001, what they lost the division two years and that was in 2000 and uh, it was 2001 they lost it. Oh, they lost it. Um, they lost it in, you know, 
they lost it a couple times. So, you know, for me, you know, in the, in the AFC East does play, um, the AFC East does play the NFC West and the AFC West this year. So it's going to be whoever's coming out of the division, it's coming out of the division eight and eight, nine and six, because A, they're going to beat up on each other and B, they're playing the same exact tough, tough schedule um, just because they're playing the NFC and the AFC West. So, you know, do you, you think the Patriots can win the division? I will not be surprised if Buffalo overtakes it because I think Buffalo just got a hell of a lot better. And the Patriots didn't really do much um, other than, you know, get and we Cam lost, Newton. We lost a bunch of guys on D. Yeah, and that's I, my thing. I, I the towers, D, you know, it, with everything I, that's I, I'm happening. Not, yeah, I'm not I'm – not, he left for a different reason than – you know, other people left for other money, but like Calvin, you're going to hurt. You, you, it's going to be hard with Calvin. Noe gone. It's going to hurt with, you know, a lot of those players gone that just were like, I'm, we're out. We're out. I think after Brady left, it was just, you know, all hands on deck. You know, whoever's left is going to We still leave. have Gilmore though. Defensive player of the year. One player can't win. One player can't hold down the whole he, defense. So. He'll take away a whole side of the field though. Well, and hopefully. And, and if you think about it, New York Jets have no receivers. Miami has. Stefante Adams, which okay, and then Stefan Diggs maybe. So even in our division, it's like he's not going to be challenged that much. So it's like great, you're taking away half a field, but we don't care because we don't have receivers. <laughs> so yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things. I mean, we we didn't really talk about Miami too much. Not much to talk about there. My biggest point there, uh, Tua. Like when when is he going to get the nod? And I guarantee when he does, sparks. That that is a scary guy to be in division for the future. So well, we're gonna see him pretty early. They play the Pats week one. So yeah, I think um, it still fits Patrick's team. I think week one. But uh, well, well, the one for me is I think Brian Flores is a fantastic coach, and he has Miami going in the right direction. Um, I think he really didn't want Tula. I think he really wanted Burrows, and I think he did his best to lose as many games as possible last year to get a high draft pick to get a good quarterback. Uh, but like Brian Flores is a great coach. It's a great defensive coach. He has a lot of now anchor defensive players, veteran defensive players. I think Cal Van is going to keep doing what he did here in New England down there. He's going to be a leader in that clubhouse. So like I said, do, do you think, I don't think Miami's going to go far, but they are going to make some noise and they're going to do the best they can. So they're going to have, they're going to have more than five wins. Let's say that. hundred oh, yeah, percent. And, and, like and I said, to back up what I said about the jets, it's not their defense. Their defense was actually kind of middle of the road. It was their offense. It was just awful. It was the ranked 31st in points scored. So it's their offense that really needs help, which I think if you can get 16 games out of Sam Darnold and Le'Veon Bell, you know, I I don't know, maybe, maybe that, that that will get a little bit better. But uh, the thing is, well, the good thing is next week's on next week's show, we're going to talk about the playoffs, the Super Bowl previews and our award winners. So definitely to see who we actually think is going to come out of the AFC and NFC tune in next week to hear the end of that conversation. So. Yes, for sure. Now, Obviously, let's go to uh, our next segment. A couple dads, being which dudes. I think is, I think that's this has been like the highlight of all. Everybody I've listened to the show is like the, the dudes, a couple dad dudes being dads or whatever we've been calling it has been like one of the highlights of some people. So yeah, so I'm gonna start off with saying yesterday uh, I had to go out and buy a new vehicle, uh, so we bought a Subaru Ascent. So it's a, a seven uh, three row. It's it's a minivan SUV. I guess is the best way to put it. And okay. I know, and I, and I know you, you chose a vehicle that you really love. So, oh and, you, and you're the guy that chose the minivan. So tell me what was going through your mind and what was all that decision making? And tell me about your love for this minivan. 
So for us, it was early on when Jen was pregnant. Actually, we're coming up. Harrison's going to be a one in little under two weeks. Nice. Um, we're ex- super excited. Um, uh, it was very much we started looking at like because Jen had a, a rogue and I had my I have a Chevy Cruze. So none of there can hold a baby seat. And then Wes is five. So he's still like in a booster. So we had a booster seat or actually not a full booster, but like the full, like higher up, like full sure. neck thing. So hey, uh, Wes is going to a booster this month. We actually just have, literally just have to go buy it. Um, so we tried to put, and then Logan's 12, 12 years old. So it's a bigger kid. So we can't have two baby seats. Yeah. You're, Logan, you're, you're literally running the gamut here. You got a 12, a five and a one. And a newborn. Yeah. Yeah. So right. we, we, we tried, we tried doing the, can we just try to get them into one, one vehicle, especially in the rogue couldn't work. Um, and then we're like, okay, so I grew up with my minivans. My dad had minivans as long as I can remember back to the maroon and wooden wood panel van to the green minivan, all Dodge caravans. At, at, oh, uh, not. Dodge Astro? Was it the- no, no, nope, okay. caravans. Um, so I mean, so it's been you know I've I've grown up with minivans my whole life. Um, but we looked at the third row SUVs. We looked at a bunch of them. Um, and for us, what we needed was the captain's chairs. We wanted we wanted two separate seats. Um, one for the baby, one for Wes. So they weren't kind of you get that distance in a long car ride. You're not going to be like, she touched me. He touched like, we didn't want that. We wanted separate areas where they can kind of come and go, you know, and then it turned more into when we started looking into that, it was like, how, how easily can you get into the trunk? How easily can you get to this third row? Cause a lot of the third rows like, Oh, they're pop up third rows. You have to like, it's like, you know, you have to do all this. And I'm like, no, I just want the third rows there. And then it turned into like, okay, what are we going to do? Do we get the chairs? And then it turned in we, when we decided to get the van, when Jen was like, okay, we'll get a van. It then turned into a price point because some of our vans are unbelievably expensive. You know, which one's the best one and, you know, where can we get a good deal? Um, and then we just started going through and like, okay, well, you know, we, we don't have anywhere to store a seat. So we can't have the pop out, you know, pull out the third row seat and put it somewhere. We don't have storage for that. So then it turns into we need the stow and go. We have to get that. And, you know, that right then and there is a lifesaver. Like we've done so much with those the seats going up and down. There's a spot for groceries. I mean, I, 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 I was driving it to work. I was the dad in the van after we got it because Jen was driving the cruise. Easier car for her to get in and out of after, especially after, you know, giving birth, you know, but, you know, we got a separate base for it and stuff, but like, it's just, it's just so useful. I love, dude, I, I love this van because it's just, you can, I can bring anything. You're that guy. Can, you're that guy. You're the guy that loves the minivan. You are, you're them. You're him. I mean, yeah. Say I mean, it loud. Like say it proud, man. I don't mind. Like I said, you I grew love up with vans. You love your minivan. I was telling, I was telling Jen the other day. I said, my dad can contest to this. He's listened to this. Is for for the for the Thanksgiving. We used to go down to Pennsylvania. We used to go to my aunt Auntie Ruthie's house down in Upper Darby, and so we would me and Elizabeth would get up at crack ass of morning on Thanksgiving with uh, Pepe and Meme would come with us in the van too. Sometimes she'd go down with Atikani and my dad would inflate an air mattress in the back. You can't do this. This isn't even freaking practically legal nowadays, but he would inflate an air mattress in the trunk. And me and my sister would sleep on the air mattress all the way, probably to halfway through New Jersey. We'd finally like wake up and get breakfast at Roy Rogers on the turnpike. But like, that's, those are the memories I remember. My dad would then deflate it. 
Curly fries. There we go. Um, but those are the memories that like I remember about that trip, those trips like that. So, and then bringing out the, you know, helping out with that, but like it was, it was easy for skiing. It was easy for like events and us going to on vacation and stuff like that. So it, those are the things that kind of, I remember. So that kind of fueled my decision of like, we need something that can just cover a lot of bases, you know? And it was just kind of boiled down to like, we looked at like the, the Toyota, it didn't turn into like, what's the cheapest van we can get with with our credit? Like, what can we get? That's not going to like just bank, you know, destroy our bank account. Um, and it was the, pet, but, you know, it ended up being, we got an unbelievably great deal on the Chrysler Pacifica, um, you know, 2017 car, the car driver van of the year, whatever it was. And we got it for, you know, we're a decent car payment through my local bank. Um, and it's been the best vehicle I've driven in a very long time. I have no issues with it. It's 36,000 miles around it. You know, just got past the warranty. Um, so, but we still have the powertrain on it, but like gets good gas mileage. It has a touchscreen the size of my laptop for like things, satellite radio, all the bells and whistles are in it. Other than it doesn't have Apple CarPlay, which I think is just ridiculous, but whatever. That, but I love that is, it. that is the best uh, invention of a, for a car <laughs> I have ever had in my life. The, oh, my the work Subaru's car. got it and I, I made sure it had it. I went, my work car has, has my, I have, two, I have a 2020 Ford Escape as my work car, a hybrid. And I, that thing is, <laughs> I love that car. Uh, it's my work car too, so it's even better. So it's nice. like, it's like mint. It has a thousand miles on it. Like, and it like plugged it in and I was just like, Apple play done. All right. That so here, let's, let's paint a picture for all of our listeners out there. You got James. He's, he's in the, uh, the Chrysler Pacifica. He's, he's rolling his, it's a maroon. His, his, what is it? 17 inch wheels. What do you got on that thing? What do you roll? Whatever. It doesn't but, matter. But, but, but they're, they're aluminum wheels. I got, I got the aluminum wheels. All right. So you're, you're, you're you got some nice ice skates. You're, you're on uh, the mass pike. You're, you're, it's a Friday. You got the wind blowing through your, oh, uh, no, what, no, no, I'm in the, the I'm in New York. I'm in New York. I don't have the pike in New York. I have the throughway. fine. Where are you? The throughway? <laughs> fine. I don't care where you are. You got, you got your hair blowing in the wind. You got the windows down. What are you listening to in your dad minivan? Oh, Tell it is on eight. 80, 80s on 8 on Sirius X Radio or or Radio Margaritaville on Sirius XM Radio. All wrong choices. It's Go Time or, Podcast. should be on your goddamn radio station. Come well, on, man. Setting no, it up. No, you, 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 gotta, you said, you said out of the radio. Park. You said radio. Oh, you I'm sorry. Radio? Whatever. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to the music. All right, 80s. What, what, what's, what's your jam? What's the, the windows are going down. The kids, they're, they're all hyperactive in the back. Jen's asleep because everything's too loud. And you're jamming out to what? Wham? Wham on the no, minivan? What do we got? Not wham. I want to be maybe a little Genesis, maybe a little uh, Blondie, Bon Jovi, um, Huey, Huey Lewis. And then, of course, you got to be jamming out to Ray Parker's Ghostbusters. Come on. Come on. Oh, Come there on. you go. Come on. Yes. Yes. For all of you listeners that know James very well, it, that is the perfect picture. At some point, what color is your van? Oh, nice, nice maroon, baby. Damn it. Should have been white, and you should have slapped the ghost on it, and you could have just taken that. Oh, trust over. me. You know how many people, you know how many people are like, well, you're going to paint that white? I'm like, no, that thing's maroon. Like, but uh, but no, like that, and, and and it's like I'm looking forward to using my first con to bring all my stuff with it. So it was tough getting all that stuff in the cruise and stuff. So, but you know, I love, I like it. You know, it's definitely a car. Like I think the 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 cruise has four more years left on its loan. This one has till I'm dead on the van. 
it's a it's gonna be a mortgage 30 year yeah, on the car basically <laughs> adjustable fixed rate you know let's see if the market handles it anyway um but uh but like i said it was one of those things like me and jen looked at each other and we're like okay and it was one of those like serious conversations you got to have like you know how are we going to do this and we had a little bit of a lead time too because we didn't need to transport harrison very early you know he's, he's an infant you don't really go anywhere with an infant you kind of you're locked in a bubble for three months until you get some shots so it was we had a little bit of lead time but like we had a great opportunity uh you know it's a one owner least tr- least trade-in so the car was a leased van and it was a one owner prior the one thing was that there was a big ass dent in the side of it, which you know they took off a couple thousand dollars on it, which was nice. Um, but we could never get the car back to the van. Never. They were like, if you can get back to us within three months with the, with some, you know, we'll we'll fix the dent if you meet us halfway in the price. And it was just like, because it was either that or we were at square. Like we found a van that we got approved for through the bank, you know, and it was really at that point like just take it like let's just get it and we'll deal with it after the fact we never got into it because they literally says by december 31st we had to bring it in their their shop and we had to have a thousand dollars and they were going to pay the rest of it i'm like i don't you're really you're really going to come to me a thousand dollars after christmas to fix this dent you know i was like can you give us a year and they're like no you get to the end of the year okay whatever and so me and jen looked at each other like we're never doing this like we're never going to come up with this money so i mean the good thing the paint really isn't cracks we're not really about work rusting it's just a dent inside the van so it's not a big deal but I mean, the thing, the thing you just, just got to have a good story about how that dent got there. Like, yeah. that, you know, maybe to the kids and be like, you know what? That was your exactly. fourth brother that you guys don't know about. Exactly. Exactly. So, so no, keep, and, and, keep yelling in the back seat <laughs> and see so, what happens. Well, what about you? You went for the, the SUV. When, Cause I remember last time we actually saw each other in person, not like in from like out car windows. You were very, you liked the van. You thought the van was. Like you, you were on board. You were kind of you were dipping your toe into the minivan dad family. I thought felt like like you're asking me all about it. So I was, you... I, I was just giving you a virtual high five here, um, but uh, no, yeah, me too. I think it was the era for our for us being kids or whatever. We had the whole town and country Chrysler minivan with the brown wooden panels and all that. Right, that's all I can remember. Uh, but. It was, you know, between Jackie and myself, it was one of those things that as far as comfort and having all the room, minivan, you know, may sound nice, like a nice idea, but uh, just couldn't, just couldn't do it. Just couldn't, I, you know, never, never could commit, had to do an SUV. Jackie was like, I'm not driving a minivan. So, I'm not surprised Jackie would it, not be driving a minivan. It kind of, it kind of, and that was fine. And I, I was kind of the same way. I needed this for actually a work purpose. Uh, so I, that's I'm definitely not getting a van. They wouldn't even approve that anyway. So that was kind of a far thought from my mind anyway. But this this uh, Subaru Ascent does have the captain's chairs. It's it's actually seven passenger. Uh, so the second row is just the captain's chairs, which is super awesome, you know, for the two kids. And then we do have the third row that folds down and all that great stuff. So in, it, it was funny that when we first got into it, I just kind of look inside like you could never tell that this is an SUV when you're looking inside of it. But once you get to the outside, yeah, it's an SUV uh disaster uh you know disaster averted (laughs) yeah but uh no it's got the car play it's the 2021 model it's it's all the bells and whistles yeah all the bells and whistles if if, if my company wasn't helping me out with this uh vehicle that i needed to get that they were pressuring me to get so um i wouldn't have really gone so elite (laughs) i guess or so high end i would have just gotten a very standard 
uh, Ford Explorer, like minimum, whatever. But uh, we thought, hey, we're going to own this car forever. We're going to drive it into the ground, so might as well get something. Uh, and Subarus are no- notorious for not running into the ground? Yeah, no, we're super excited. We've only had it for since Saturday morning, So, and Jackie's probably driven it uh, about 10 times more than I have, and she loves it. So she's very happy that she's like, oh, this thing is great. <laughs> so it's like there we go. good uh how, how does the saying go happy happy wife happy life so uh that's definitely there and uh very happy for that and i i, I wanted to talk about it because i knew you're the minivan guy i'm the suv guy and here 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 we at you know a couple couple dads being dudes yep basically like i said i just you know we couldn't pull the trigger on the suv we just couldn't find one we liked so or also what's insider price because i remember there was one one suv i brought home from the dealership to Jen to check out. And she checked out. She goes, this is great. How much is it? I told her much. She's like, yeah, she can go drive it back. She goes, if you come home with that, you're not, I'm not opening the door for you. So I you're, trust you're me, I'm sleeping not, in it. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, but yeah, so in the comments, the comments below up or down, are you an SUV guy? Are you a minivan guy? Are you a DeLorean guy? Whatever you guys are, just throw it in the comments uh, on our web, on our group, our, on our page. And what is our social media? But how can how can they put these comments out there for us, Jay? We ask these guys questions. We want their feedback. How can they give us their feedback? So you can reach us on Gmail at itsgotimepod at gmail.com and on Instagram, it's gotimepodcast at itsgotimepodcast on Instagram. So Facebook. It is. Facebook is at – it's just go in the search bar and Google It's Go Time with Jay and James and it'll bring us right to our page. We have Tom Cruise cheering on a fighter jet because that's the one thing I could find that was, I thought was very in my head when I was putting the, the page together. That's the one image that was kind of in my head was that like driving down the runway and just because ah! it's go time, baby. Uh, but also on Twitter, just search it's go time with Jay and James. I think it's, it's go it's go time pod uh for that one as well um but yeah we want to hear from you uh put comment you know comment like subscribe um we saw and if you if you put a nasty comment jay will call you and make you change your rating to a five yeah thank you eric Hyam. great shout out great review people people come on please five star rate review subscribe get on there so James, obviously next week we're going to talk a little bit more football, kind of conclude some of the playoffs, kind of where we're at. Uh, hopefully the Bruins are still kicking, right? So uh, go Bruins. Tomorrow night's a big night. All you viewers out there, whether you're probably not a New England. Not well, te- technically it's tonight. If they're listening to the oh, show sorry. in the morning, it's tonight. You're right. Sorry. it's uh, Got to get used Mon- to that. Monday, you gotta get- <laughs> Monday at 7 o'clock. Let's just say where it's at. So. All you viewers, all you New England people, let's get behind the Bruins and, and let's let's bring a W home, all right? But uh, as far as we go tonight, this today, this is where we're at. This is where we're gonna end the show. James, anything else you wanna you wanna plug that uh, sponsor one more time? Exactly. Yep. And also go to thedorkening.com for all your podcast needs. There's about 30 shows up there. We are now listed on the network on the webpage, so definitely check it out to listen to a bunch of other things like Black and White Fright, Wicked Horror Show. The Dorkening Podcast and Super Throwback Retro Reviews all have new shows coming out weekly. But then go to getdeadly.com, use the code promo code DORK10, D-O-R-K-10 at checkout to save 10% off your order of coffee of Deadly Grounds. Falls right around the corner. Get that pumpkin spice at a good deal. And if you spend $50 or more, again, it is free shipping. So getdeadly.com for Deadly Grounds Coffee. They're our sponsor. And the coupon expires tonight. At 11.59, that's August 31st, 
11.59 p.m. The coupon does expire, so you have a little over 12 hours or so to use it. So definitely check them out and support our sponsor, guys. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Peace out. Later, guys.